the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back to our itsy bitsy teensy weensy Saturday night show. I got to dial it back a little bit because I am amped up and I can't really, I can't burn it yet. I've got to wait because we're easing into the final preparations for our Prop 108 preliminary injunction hearing in United States Federal District Court, downtown Denver. And uh, kicks off at 8 a.m. on Tuesday, scheduled to go for probably close to two days. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, some interesting witness choices for the Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold. I'll look forward to uh, telling you all about it. But, man, there's so much else to talk about. And, of course, you know when you come here that I am, in fact, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism, unafraid to keep slugging it out with the soft, underbellied Republicans, the never-Trumpers, the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, and telling you my opinion, giving it to you straight, every which way, every chance I get. And more and more people have to step up. More and more people have to keep doing the work, walking the walk, speaking the talk, and get ready. Because this year, this election year, and just 2024 in general with the horrific economic shape that we're in, the horrible expenses and inflation and gas and energy and misery and 8 million, and I'm sure that's an undersold number again, 8 million plus crossing our border, illegal aliens, invaders over the last year, extraordinary numbers. Nothing could explain it other than an intentional effort to tear down this country and build up the voting rolls because the Democrats are losing on every front. They're losing the soccer moms, the parents of children, black communities, Hispanic communities, gay communities, except for the most radical ones, are walking away from the extremism, the damage that's being done in everywhere you look around in Democrat-controlled cities. And with this president doofus president showers with daughter president can barely flip two words together people are waking up and it's very exciting and you know that it took the chinese communist party wuhan virus it took changing laws illegally changing voting procedures illegally limiting the need to prove yourself uh, via ID or your citizenship in order to vote, counting ballots well after elections, election boxes everywhere, $450 million of Zuckerbucks filtered in just the right places to eke out an electoral college win, if you believe the count, and I don't, for creepy, sleepy Joe Biden of around maybe 40,000 votes. And people aren't going to stand for it anymore. You may recall as the truth about the Biden laptop came out, polling was done, 
up to 10% of voters said that they would have changed their vote. People who voted for creepy, sleepy, showery Joe would have voted for Trump had they known that the Hunter Biden laptop, the criminality, the pornography, the insatiable lust for pleasure, just disgusting stuff that is available there, they would have flipped their vote. But you had 51, you know, super top secret internal intelligence officials come out and say, no, no, more Russia disinformation. They had to scam you all. And what a job they did. But Elon Musk is in charge of Twitter slash X now. People can talk there again. Tucker Carlson is watched by more people now on his Twitter slash X channel than could ever think about glomming on to Fox News and watching him every night. And the gloves are off. There's no more censoring. So I am so very excited, but I've got to tell you, and I hate to bring you down, but I do think that the left may have found a way to take down Trump. I really do. There is a X page, a Twitter page that I follow. It's called the Biden-Harris Junkyard or the Biden-Harris Babble Fest. I forget what it's called exactly. But their point is to try and follow Trump and take shots at him and, you know, utilize that tool to try and bring him down. And I'm afraid, I'm just afraid that Biden may have the upper hand because listen to what they found from Donald Trump from just a day or two ago. Uh Oh, those turned Haley, Nikki Haley. Let's start that over. Here we go. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they did. You know, they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, whatever they want. They turned it down. They don't want to talk about that. These are, you know. Yeah, they've got Trump now. They're saying Trump is slipping into dementia. And you probably caught it, right? He kept saying Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. He was talking about Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. And uh, and he had a brain fart there. <laughs> and uh, But think about this. Think about what this man does every single day. He's about to take the stage again in New Hampshire, another rally. We'll dip in if we get a chance so you can hear a little bit of it tonight here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. And he will talk extemporaneously for an hour and a half. And I know there's a teleprompter there, and sometimes he reads it. But if you've ever been around Trump or you've ever watched him give these speeches, and one of the reasons that they go so long is because you know, he takes a thought and then he runs with it and talks and talks and talks. He is a master of facts and circumstances and recollection. And quite often he is so disciplined and on me- message. Uh, that doesn't get the airtime, of course, from the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media. But it's absolutely true. But what's so funny about it, they are going to use this to say Trump, who does appearance after appearance, speaks from the heart, no script outside of the courtrooms with these multiple phony 
politically motivated election interference indictments outside of his airplane, outside of the restaurant that he stops and goes in and says hi to the people while he's on the campaign trail. And, of course, at these rallies where, teleprompter or not, he is mostly talking to you and does it very, very well. So they're going to use this. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. They're going to say that, use that to claim that Trump is slipping. He's losing it. Uh, no. And then remember, this is their guy. So I think that, uh, you know, one of the reasons I appointed Vivek Mercy, Admiral Mercy, to become this, this solicitor, excuse me, become the guy in charge of the whole mental health piece of this operation. Oh, Joe, I think you mean the surgeon. Surgeon. Sound it out with me. Surgeon General. Not the solicitor. He knew that was wrong, at least, but he couldn't pull Surgeon General up. This is a guy who speaks for four or five minutes, mostly on teleprompter. And I know he's gone a little bit longer. He's had a few moments where there was a little pep in his step. But for the most part, you get him talking, and he begins to sound like this. Got a resolution passed. Everybody thought it was nuts. Said they were going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way to England, going underwater, not with the railroad, but pipeline through it's going to go from Riyadh to Saudi Arabia to Jordan to Israel to so on and so forth. Pretty cool. We're going to have an underwater railroad. Got <laughs> a resolution passed. Everybody thought it was nuts. Said they were going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way to England. Underwater. Oh, under the ocean. A railroad. Uh, but the other part of that clip, even though it's, you know, he's undoubtedly talking about one of these tubes, you know, these sort of subway-like pneumatic tube things or whatever, but he's taking credit for, or he's saying that his actions, I almost negotiated an underwater railroad, uh, put Saudi Arabia on the map, and that's why Hamas attacked Israel. So incredibly disgusting. Will the news ever challenge Biden or his lackeys on just how close we were to some real strength and a real foundation for Middle East peace with the Abraham Accords that Donald Trump, who should have won at least two Nobel Peace Prizes, prizes during his, his first term as president, he got that done. And then, of course, Biden came in and started turning over suitcases full of cash to Iran and trying to get the so-called Iran deal back in place and uh, you've seen the chaos around the world with this particular buffoon in charge. And he's trying to somehow say that he was about to pull some magic in the Middle East. And that's what got Hamas going after Israel. It's it's disgusting. These people. Now, I don't know that Biden knows that he's lying. I don't know that he necessarily remembers where he's at. I saw him the other day on a video salute off into space. I don't know what he was saluting. Um, you know, <laughs> there was nothing there. But obviously, he's not making these decisions. He's a puppet. His puppeteers, probably Barack Hussein Obama and his allies and his advisors. Rest assured, Michelle is getting tuned up and ready to be dropped in at the Democrat National Convention to replace creepy, sleepy Joe, who will be... 
uh, under impeachment probably. Uh, at least the, the process will be going on. I suppose it could end before that. Perhaps criminal investigations, but obviously he will be claiming, they will be claiming that, you know, 82 years old, he's just not there anymore. And given that Biden is taking responsibility for Hamas terrorizing in the most brutal fashion Israel back on October 7th, you'd think he'd know the difference between these folks. I, I think one of the reasons the Houthi, I can't prove this, one of the reasons the, the, the Hamas did what they did was I was about to work out a deal with Saudi Arabia wanting to normalize relations. I mean, fully normalize relations with Israel and bring along six other Arab nations to change the dynamic in the region. Yeah, what I was just talking about and the confusing Houthis and Hamas. Now, you know, I can sit here and talk for three hours in a row and and flip a word or two, mess something up. Happens to people, happens all the time. You're the commander in chief. Israel experienced its own 9-11, which on a scale compared to population was much greater than our 9-11. Their 10-7 was much, much more horrific with babies being raped and burned alive and put in microwaves and, uh, you know, the sexual organs of women being defiled and breasts being cut off. And I mean, it's just, and proud of it because they videotaped it. And the le- their leaders say, yeah, we're going to keep doing this over and over and over. So you'd think he, commander in chief, if he, chief, if he had command of his faculties, would know the difference between Houthis and Hamas. But Donald Trump, who talks for hours at a time, manages facts and people and tremendous success every time he turned around as president, confuses or repeats, gets stuck on Nikki Haley, who, of course, is his target now because DeSantis, uh, I don't know if you heard during the crossover with Mike Boyle, I did, but it's being reported over the last hour that DeSantis has canceled his appearances tomorrow morning on Meet the Depressed on the corrupt news network, CNN. And unless he's sick or something, that does not bode well for a presidential campaign heading into a primary less than three days away, or I guess about three days away. So it's a mess. And Biden can't string a sentence together. But Trump is being afflicted with dementia because he got stuck on Haley, his prime target right now. He'll have her gone most likely, after New Hampshire. He's up by, let's see, I just saw a poll pop up, and I even took a picture of it, and it was right here. Which poll was this? It is the Suffolk University Boston Globe NBC 10 poll. So, you know, we know how those things slant. Trump, 53%. Haley, 36%. DeSantis, 7%. Undecided, 18. Someone else, 3%. Refused to answer the poll, 4%. So Trump is up on Haley by 17% going into New Hampshire. And now, with South Carolina ahead, Haley's home state, governor of that state, big tax increaser in spite of her promises to the contrary, her own senior senator, Tim Scott, 
came out and endorsed Donald Trump. So all of these almost rants are done. And I wish that they would just fold it up so we could start spending all that money on the undoubted eventual Republican nominee, Donald J. Trump. So proud of the Colorado State GOP last Sunday voting to endorse Donald Trump on the eve of the Iowa caucus. And then he set records with that victory. And it was, uh, it was very astute. It was a good decision. And it's going to be very interesting to see what um, some of these Republicans who are testifying on behalf of the Secretary of State next week in U.S. federal court in our Prop 108 preliminary injunction hearing are going to have to say. Um, I'll tell you who they are when we come back. And I also want to get your thoughts on a couple things. Um, This March for Life is such a beautiful thing. The number of people that turn out, regardless of the, the weather, the conditions, the fact that we can now celebrate that Roe v. Wade is in the rearview mirror and these decisions have to be made by individual states, which is as it should be and as it should have been, this would probably be a resolved issue. But the, for the horrific ruling Roe v. Wade, which just simply had no basis in constitutional jurisprudence. But I thought it was really special that Mike Johnson, the current speaker, and I say current because there's already talk about vacating that chair as well, but, um, you know, he was an unwanted child. His teenager parents, mom got pregnant, and uh, he's right around my age, I think. Uh, He's younger than I am, so it puts him in that sweet spot where abortion was, you know, like birth control. And his parents decided to keep him. And now he is the speaker of the house. So you just wonder how many amazing, that we'll never know, how many brilliant inventors, peacemakers, athletes, musicians, artists that got sucked into a sink. But how many will have been saved going forward? Such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Our phone number is 303-696-1971. You can text to the studio using the 710 KNUS app. Just look for that button that says text to studio and type away. It'll pop up on this big old screen right to my right. And sometimes during the break, I will get an opportunity to push that back your way. And that's always a lot of fun. But there's an awful lot to do tonight. What are your thoughts on... on uh, Actor Alec Baldwin, finally getting charged. Involuntary manslaughter. Undercharged? Overcharged? Is he guilty? Was it his fault? Is it the person who put the bullet in there? 303-696-1971. Either way, we're going to take our break. I'm Randy Corcoran. You sit right there on 710 KNUS. All right. Saturday night's all right for fighting, and Tuesday morning will be all right for fighting. Of course, we'll just be doing it the old-fashioned way in a court of law with... uh, a judge presiding and rules and regulations in place, and it should be absolutely fascinating. This is round two of the effort by so many Republicans who 
No, the facts show that the semi-open primary has done damage to Republican values. It does damage to Republican candidates. And all you got to do is look and see how we've drifted, (laughs) not drifted, really, just been catapulted to the hard left, hard, hard left here in Colorado. The homeless camps, as I was pulling up to the radio station, sad, man. I mean, it's not so cold now. Last week was unbelievable. But the winter, the starvation that's going on, and even the stupidity that's going on was driving to my office yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. It's all trial prep. It all runs together. And so to get to my office from my home, I go right past the turnoff here to 710 KNUS and hit that big intersection at 225 and Parker. And I'm coming along, got a green light, and an RTD bus, which they normally stay to the right, of course, um, if they're picking people up. There is an RTD station over there. So sometimes they'll come over to the left to go off to that pickup area right at 225 and Parker. RTD bus comes across three lanes of traffic. Three lanes of traffic to the left, green light, wasn't super busy train, wasn't rush hour or anything, but it's always busy there except wee hours of the morning. Swings all the way over into the left lane and stops the massive RTD bus, opens up his slider, his driver's side window there, to hand a bag of something to the homeless guy that was panhandling on the median. Now, you know, maybe it was a drug deal. Maybe it was a bag of gold. um, It was probably some food or I have no idea what he was doing. But just think of the accidents that could have been caused. People had to stop and on a green light because an RTD bus should have taken a picture of the license plate because, you know, I I don't think it's a service to these homeless people to put money in. Uh, especially put money in their pocket if you want to give food or offer to, you know, get them to a restaurant or something like that. That's great. Money often just goes to drugs. Some of these people are scammers. But stopping an RTD bus on busy Parker Road at 225 and Parker heading north at a green light to hand something out of his window, I'm surprised there wasn't a crash. And there was a crash today. And I wasn't there. I didn't observe it. I just heard about it. But an RTT bus, same direction, had a car up underneath it, multiple car pile up right near that same intersection. Was it related to homeless guy? I have no clue. No idea. But what kind of an idiot in a vehicle that size literally stops traffic, stops the bus at the median to hand the guy a bag of something. I hope it was a bag of food. Uh, the stupidity going around in our world is just unbelievable. Anyway, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Tuesday morning is going to be the start of the next round, round two, in our effort to enjoin or temporarily halt the utilization of our 
what I believe to be, what I believe the law indicates is our unconstitutional semi-open primary. And it's round two because two years ago, in case you're new to the state, new to the show, new to politics, we had this same court appearance, the same two-day hearing about two years ago, but we couldn't get the Colorado State GOP to sign on as a party to the lawsuit. And the judge eventually tossed the lawsuit primarily because he said we didn't have standing. He did make some other rulings that I think um, are arguable, but the case was tossed on standing. (laughs) Where have you heard that before? 60 or 70 election cases and no court has found election fraud. Yeah, okay. Do a little analysis, morons. Look a little deeper than what MSN, Google.News are telling you. Anyway, so we've, we've run this show before, two years ago, kind of a trial run. Um, so I, I feel, you know, confident in just sort of how it's going to go. Different judge, the chief judge has taken this case, uh, Chief Judge Bremer, never appeared in front of him, looking forward to it very much. While I disagreed with Judge Kane two years ago, uh, he conducted a wonderful hearing, and uh, and I imagine that it'll be the same. But same issues, same battle, um, some different factors, like this effort to stop it is much earlier. I think it was I think it was March when we were in court the last time with deadlines, you know, coming up in very short order. Not the case this time. But one thing that is new is the witness lists. Obviously, we have new officers. We have an expert that we didn't utilize uh, last time. But listen to these couple of witnesses that Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold has selected to testify on their behalf. Dick Wadhams, former Colorado Republican Party state chairman. And he'll be talking about past opt-out votes, the achievability of the three-quarters opt-out voting threshold. And these are weeds, nuances. Regular listeners and activists will know what I'm talking about. The minimal burden, they say, that's imposed on major parties by Proposition 108. So this Republican, former Colorado Republican Party state chair Dick Wadhams, will be in there challenging the will of the Republican Party, which unanimously two years ago, voted to instruct its leadership to bring a lawsuit to stop this semi-open primary. So, okay, if you're a regular listener to this show, you get it. You know who Dick is. Uh, you know, where what his beliefs are, his perspectives. And uh, it'll be fun to hear what he has to say. It'll be fun to uh, perhaps cross-examine him. And then uh, the other Republican that they're putting on their uh, their witness list is uh, Susan Suzanne Tahari. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's uh, formerly Suzanne Steyert, the former chair of the Arapahoe County Republican Party. And I guess that she's a supporter of the semi-open primary as well. A lovely person and uh, had 
cases and interactions and, you know, great conversations with her. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what she has to say and perhaps do a little cross-examination as well. But uh, those are the two names that you might recognize from the witness list. We, of course, will have, uh, when I say we, John Eastman, Professor John Eastman, President Trump's former attorney, will be co-counsel. Um, and we'll be examining Dave Williams, the chair of the party, Anna Ferguson, the secretary, the treasurer of the party, uh, Dallas Schroeder, the Elbert County commissioner and former county clerk down there, an expert of our own, uh, my good friend, former state senator Kevin Lundberg, and uh, should be a very, very interesting thing. Now, just so you know, and, and you know, all of this is public, there's nothing, no reason not to talk about it. And I, I know we got calls. We will take our break before we try and do anything with the phones because I don't want to cut you short. But um, the interesting thing and what we have argued all along is all of these fact witnesses really, really don't mean much. Um, this is a legal issue. And the United States Supreme Court has really weighed heavily and other subsequent cases have really weighed heavily on the right of a private organization like the Colorado State Republican Party to decide how it selects its own candidates. And we also have the right to associate with like-minded people. So it'll be interesting to hear how people like Dick Wadhams and Suzanne Steyert, what's that name again? uh, Tahiri, I guess, is her current name. I think it was her maiden name. Regardless, um, how they, if they talk about or, or why they think it has been beneficial to Republicans and the wishes and the, the goals and the um, objectives of the Colorado State GOP to homogenize our candidates. But from my perspective, and I know we're going to have to still go through it and talk about it and hear about it, what we can do, what we can't do, why it's better, why it's worse. Uh, What it boils down to for me is the Republican Party has a right to make that decision. The state can't impose its will. And that will be the argument, the primary argument, as far as I'm concerned, when we get to that hearing here in just a couple more days. And so... um, Yeah, that's why I'm getting so revved up, because trial prep is intense. We had all kinds of deadlines. This hearing was set pretty quickly, and this uh, chief judge does not mess around. This will be done by this, not only this day, but this time. And um, we had to enlarge, I think, one of those deadlines, but um, uh, serious, serious business. And uh, it's awfully fun to get ready. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're doing this for you. And people can say what they want, but until we actually get a chance to have things our way for a little while, you cannot say that it will not work. What you can say for sure is what the old guard has been doing and the last few administrations in the party and the decisions that have been made have been disasters. Remember, it was Dick Wadhams who said that, um, you know, Pamela Anderson, the member of the board who funneled Zuckerbuck's out to Democrat, primarily the important Democrat Democrat battleground jurisdictions, would be the best bet for a Republican to elect a Secretary of State. 
that Joe O'Day, who after obtaining the nomination, came out and said that he believed that Congress should codify, put into law the provisions of Roe v. Wade, he would be the best choice as a Republican in the United States Senate race. Yeah, did not work very well. So anyway, those won't be the issues or topics I imagine in federal district court, but they do come to mind when uh, when those names pop into my head. And when it pops in, I spit it out, and that's why you're here. Anyway, we're going to grab the phones when we come back. 303-696-1971 is our number. I'm Randy Corcoran, 710-KNUS. A kiss with a fist is better than none. You hit me once, I'll hit you back. You gave me a kick, I gave a slap. You smashed a plate over my head, then I set fire to our bed. That is a woman with some fire. I don't expect those kind of fireworks in United States Federal District Court. Um, And by the way, the last time that we were in there with uh, the Attorney General's office and the professionals representing the Secretary of State, phenomenal lawyers, professional, uh, collegial, just uh, just top notch. So, you know, don't ever ascribe. We all know how we feel about the policies of the Secretary of State. But uh, the many of the people who work for her or the lawyers who represent her, and I don't know their politics, and I shouldn't. That, that should never factor into uh, when, when you walk into the courtroom, even though we know it does. Uh, but they're just fantastic. Anyway, before we go to the phones, I just want to give a quick shout out to Jacqueline in Nebraska, to Jessica in Centennial, the best women listen to Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Do you remember... Back when Romney was running for president and, you know, besides the attacks for putting his dog in a kennel on top of his station wagon and driving him around the country, it was also discovered that Romney kept a binder full of women, a binder full of women. And the left was aghast. It's just the most horrible thing. So. Years later, when I moved to the Saturday morning slot here on 710 KNUS, and we were doing a morning version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, we started the binder full of women, the Wake Up with Randy Corcoran binder full of women. I think we got up to 70, 80 or so names. Uh, women were calling in and texting into the studio, add me, add me. And it, we just made a mockery of the stupidity of the left, and it was tremendous fun. And I probably should have kept that going. Probably have a thousand wonderful, brilliant, beautiful ladies in the wake up with Randy Corcoran binder full of women and would just love to stick it in the face of radical leftists and feminists and people who think that even saying the words is such a horrible thing. Anyway, I know we've been waiting a while. Let's get to the phones. We'll start with our old friend Brian in Arvada. Welcome, sir. Randy, I thank you for fighting the good fight and always standing up, never cowering down. I, I respect that, actually. But well, you know, what? I'm going to surprise people. I'm going to give a shout out to old Phil Weiser tonight. Well, do tell. Well, now, Phil Weiser, there's this place called Wyatt's Towing. He sued him for over a million dollars 
you know, we gotta we gotta give them encouragement when they do the right thing. And I've actually had direct contact with this Wyatt's towing. One time, I uh, decided to buy a sofa, so I went and rented a U-Haul and a couple other little things with it. And I brought it home, and I figured, well, I'll just keep it overnight. I paid for it. There were like predators there waiting at the end of the road, and they came and they said, "Nope, no parking ticket in my own apartment." So they towed me away. It cost mm. me three hundred fifty bucks. Mm. The second time. I had this automatic withdrawal, $8 a month. I guess it's this parking pay pass or whatever. So I thought nothing of it. They're taking it every month. But evidently, I, I, you got to renew it every year. It wasn't the day after that thing expired. It was like they were waiting there, and they came and took me away again. They were predators. I hope they go out of business. But uh, that's my uh, shout-out to Phil. He did, he did something right. Well... I you know I know why it's towing has come under a lot of negative scrutiny. I think they do a lot of the impounding and the cars that wind up at the Denver impound lot. Back when I was in the car realm, um, I used to go there for every sale on Wednesday, and I'd buy cars out of there that we'd you know take to the shop, fix up, sell, um, part out whatever their utility was. But um, yeah, Wyatt's I know was very expensive. And, uh, well, they and, weren't doing a service. They got greedy. That's what it all boiled down to. They got greedy. They figured out, like my two cases, imagine that you pull up. Most reasonable people would just go, okay, the guy obviously is either moving in or he got something. I mean, it says U-Haul all over it, so I'm not going to tow it. But he, in their eyes, they were going, well, that's like 350 bucks. Let's tow it. He, he's technically, you know, against the rules. They're, they're, just, a, they're just a dishonest company. That's just the way it is. But. Did, did you know, Brian, that I used to drive a tow truck? Well, if you were an honest tow truck driver, <laughs> then I'd have no problem with that. But if well, you told, told my U-Haul, then mean you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did all kinds of stuff, man. I had a I had a Chevy that I put a big block in, and the, the back of it was chopped really short. So the hitch, you could get in and out of tight places. and oh, and And I would literally do repossessions and all kinds of stuff. So I was a hooker and booker, and I got chased. Well, that's fair. I mean, if I don't pay my bill and you hook me up, you know, no hard feelings. I was a little broke, and you were doing your job. That's the way it is. But when I'm just moving in a piece of furniture and you're waiting at the end of the the road there until I, you know, until midnight when I'm asleep and you steal my stuff and charge me money, I got a problem with you. Ugh. That, but that's that's, that's sad. I don't want to dwell on it too much. <laughs> but you know what? I want to talk about this Fanny Willis and her oh. little lover boy that got all the money. And where's Kemp? I haven't heard a peep from that little numbskull who said the election was completely fair. No, you trust me. I'm Kemp. Well, he yet, he went further than that, Brian. He refused to um, permit an investigation into this prosecutor from his level, from the government's or the governor's office. So that's who we're supposed to trust when they tell us, hey, guys, you know, everything was on the up and up and whatnot. That's why I'm supposed to just go, okay, I guess. I mean, we do live in dumb times right now, but uh, I think people are hopefully starting to wake up, and it, it might get better, Randy, in our lifetime, maybe, if we're lucky. I don't know. Well, it's definitely going to be a whirlwind of a year. I mean, the left is going to pull out all the stops. The cities are going to, you know, get when summer hits, I think the cities are going to get on fire again. They're going to find some cause to lie about, you know, the next George Floyd or 
uh, you know, this Trump, the dictator. Well, you know what I worry about more? We know our enemies are the uh, these leftist nut jobs. We know they're nut jobs. We know these are miserable human beings. But who I worry about more is those moles in the Republican Party, like Lindsey Graham. Okay, that guy is so full of nonsense. For some reason, Hannity come, keeps having him on. And by the way, where did my pillow go on Fox News? He was advertising every every time it went to commercial. Now he's just gone. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, that perhaps he didn't pay his advertising bill, but I I just don't know. I, I don't know that for sure. Uh, he used to have a twelve million dollar line of credit with Fox News. And I don't know if that's changed. The, the, all of the lawfare as well as the, you know, having his products pulled out of some of the major department stores and, and different venues like that has certainly put a dent in uh, in his cash flow, I'm sure. But uh, Well, he went against the system, yeah. you know, and the system and the system actually has a few Republicans in it. The ones that try to fake the other way, those are the ones you worry about because those are the ones that are hiding in the weeds. Those are the ones you got to, you know, you got to figure out. So if we can do that. But I wanted to ask you uh, something. How in the heck do I go about getting a sugar brother? I'm a little broke right now. A sugar brother. <laughs> That's what uh, they're calling that guy that keeps bailing out old Hunter over there. Oh, I, I didn't know. A sugar daddy, huh? He's a sugar well, brother. Well, the sugar he, brother. Is he, it's a sugar is he black or just because there's a relation there? Or what's the – why do they call because him a brother? Because he's paying all his bills. I and see. Uh, Yeah, they call him – I guess that's a new term now, a sugar brother. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to get me one of them sugar yeah. brother guys. Yeah, I, I could You don't use... even have to sleep with them or nothing. You just got to, I guess, sell out the country. I'll tell you what, man. The, the suppression of the Hunter Biden lab – top story absolutely without any voter machine fraud without any of the other arguments that are so easy to make and provable in a court of law um, that alone probably flipped this election and they did that well you know you got to be stupid to know he's not corrupt come on anybody with a pulse knows that biden is completely correct if they thought well maybe he's not you know it's uncle joe he's got a mint for you we he all raise, you know, dinner time. No, he's a he's a corrupt nut job who sold out to the system. We all know it now. Well, we all know it now. I guess we'll see. <laughs> hey, God bless you, Brian. We've got the music in the you background. Too, Have Randy. a great weekend, sir. You as well. All right. Always fun to start off with Brian and uh, Cindy and Larry. Everybody on the phones. Uh, we're wide open phones all night tonight. No guests. So you and me, baby. Three zero three six nine six. 1971, 303-696-1971. We'll have more of the Biden gaffes to offset this new mantra that Trump is now entering into dementia. We'll talk about Alec Baldwin. We'll continue it all if you stay right there. Stay with us on 710-KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.